to podcast here with your uh, mayor of Coal Lake and the CEO, Kevin Nagoya. We haven't been on a regular schedule with the podcast. Uh, something called COVID has caused uh, our schedules to be a lot different than normal, um, but uh, we're, we'll try our best to get back in the routine. Uh, Kevin, let's talk I think, about... I think we need to bring in some more guests yeah, again, right? Guests, uh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, Councillor Growl hasn't been out here yet. I think, uh, you know, Councillor Lefebvre, you know, I yeah. think we got a few of them that we haven't got through yet uh, that need to need to join you and have a chat. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. We'll bring them in here. We'll get we'll get going on the schedule. But, you know, it's summertime, we're supposed to relax. But, you know, COVID has been an interesting topic. Uh, we handled it a lot different than a lot of uh, municipalities out there in Alberta. We uh, we kept our city hall open and our facilities, of course, on the recreation side uh, closed down uh, once the sort of the orders came in from the chief medical officer. But I think all in all, we've kind of f- followed uh, the, the, you know, the doctor's orders uh, to a T and followed her advice and guidance where other municipalities have kind of Maybe you've tried to go um, deeper into the into the weeds than we are, but I think I think we've done the best thing. I, I know at City Hall in the mayor's office, I think I do more steps now than uh, than anything. Oh, you got to walk in a certain these, radius. Uh, or these arrows the uh, <laughs> to go get a coffee <laughs> is about a hundred steps, and uh, and then another hundred steps getting back. Uh, but it's interesting. Um, I feel like some kind of a. Do mousing. you get paid by the steps? No, no, but a mouse in a maze or something. But no, it, it's all good. I think the staff done a great job uh, uh, setting it all up. Occupational health and safety has come in and uh, reviewed uh, city facilities and city hall being in particular during the height of the COVID uh, closures and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they gave us a very clean bill of uh, of health and review and on, on practices that the city has uh, implemented. So I think we're in a good place for the residents of Cold Lake. And that being said, we don't, you know, you know with a very minimal activity for COVID and Cold Lake, you know, right now, you know, it's not about being complacent or anything, but I think we just, uh, I think we're in a good place and we've got some good practices from the community and, uh, and how, how we're reacting to it as well. You know, on that note, uh, Energy Centre, ICE is going back in. Okay, um, as we speak, yeah, yeah, ice is going back in. Uh, lines uh, are being painted, I think, uh, this week. So uh, I think in the next uh, couple of days, I think you'll see the facilities uh, being reopened and uh, start getting public skate out there. Um, we'll have to put some practices uh, on how many public skaters can be out there. I know we have some hockey uh um, training camps that are scheduled, uh, so they're going to be back on, and then uh, figure skating as well. I think they're all. Yes. So we look forward to them coming back in the next week or yeah, two. Yeah, we're basically waiting. We have the facilities. We're waiting for the various user groups to uh, come up with their own set of guidelines. Like minor hockey, have they committed to? Yeah, they have all the all the different organizations have their own specific um, practices and rules that they're going to have to follow. Um, from our perspective, it's just going to be, you know, total, the, um, making sure that we follow the uh, requirements of total amount of people in certain areas of the building and pods. And, and I don't think we're going to see any issues, uh, as we, uh, as we move into fall, as we open the facilities, um, dressing rooms you know, for hockey, let's yeah. say for example, hockey, figure skating, uh, the athletes will be, uh, allowed to go in the dressing room and change. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. That's I right. hear, I heard yeah. in, in Ontario at some of the big rinks. Uh, the hockey players right now uh, are showing up fully dressed 
and they just put their skates on the bench. Yeah, so the those specific rules will be done by the associations themselves. Um, our scope will be is if we have to clean the high touch areas within the facilities themselves. So um, we'll leave up, you know, each has their roles and responsibilities in this. And I think everybody's done a great job on uh, so far in all the openings that we've had. Um, figure skating will have their own. Um, the area where we need to uh, just hammer out some rules are like public skating. Um, I think we're still going to promote public skating as uh, as we used to do. Uh, it just uh, will probably implement things like uh, that people have to schedule themselves. So they need to phone ahead so we know how many people and, you know, have maybe maximum amount of people on the ice. So that way, uh, that way we just do our due diligence there. But um, I think uh, we're good to go and we're going to get these facilities all opened up. I think we you're going to get that we've slammed. Heard from the community. I think you're going to get slammed. I think, I think people are itching to do, ex, you know, recreation. I mean, you just see a, a amount of people biking, walking. It's actually been pretty cool. And of course, down at the beach, uh, during the, when it was warm, now we've got this windy, cool trend right now but um you know when it was the beach was smoking when it when it was really warm uh it was really neat to watch i mean kinesu beach is quite spread out and it was really cool to see the amount of people spread out as best they can i think people did did a fabulous job and uh you know the just the the uh the amount of uh families there as a unit uh, people have tents now tents uh, down at the beach are very popular i noticed and of course, uh, the concession fellow that's taking over the concession down there, doing yeah. a great business, and uh, their daily specials, daily specials. So good, good. You know, it's great that Kinnisu Beach is a hidden gem. We toured the uh, the water treatment plant that's right along the uh, the water's edge, and a pretty impressive building. And that, of course, is going to be servicing the about a, someday. You know, a huge area of uh, the northeast in Alberta will be getting Cold Lake water. But uh, you know, I'm really happy that we we stuck to our guns and. Uh, wanted to have a really good facade to that building. Uh, I remember the original design it wasn't very, you know, aesthetically oh, pleasing. Steel cladding yeah. right around the building. Now you have a little bit of architectural features, exactly. right? Exactly. And, and especially on a waterfront like that, uh, you know, we should have a nice, nice building. And, and when you get out on the water and you see that building, it's quite impressive. And I actually had a, a gentleman out on the lake uh, uh, sent me a picture of uh, the water treatment uh, plant from the water and of course, I've seen it quite a bit from the water, but he was just really thankful that uh, the city built, uh, Russick, uh, Regional Utility Service Commission, built uh, an impressive building along the shores of the- Great Cole view Lake. from the boardroom or the, the, the lunchroom or whatever upstairs from one of the rooms onto yeah. the beach area there. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's going to want to work at the water treatment plant now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. No, it's impressive building and, you know, uh, kudos to the contractor. They did a great job. And, uh, and of course, you know, it's- it's uh, eventually we're saying uh, the, the ability to expand in that building yeah. uh, was what about a hundred thousand people maybe have been identified someday. Someday, I think that's the, that's off a of cold lake. That's not the water treatment plant mm -hmm. uh, design. I think the water treatment plant design has capacity based on design, and, and I think that's about one point five percent growth per year for the next fifteen years. So, um, and we still have opportunity for expansion beyond that with some additional trains that are inside that facility that is ready to go. So it was yeah. really neat how they put the. And they, they had to do some work out on the lake. Oh, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. having Xanny uh, trucking out there man, on man, that the big, uh, barge. They're big out on the barge. Uh, that yeah. must have been... Uh, Lowering the screens in, the big screen mounts. Pretty impressive and, and pretty cool for them. Uh, and, and it's great that uh, they were involved in the project.
Yeah, the uh, even the uh, contractor said some of that stuff is, uh, you know, once in a lifetime, you know, it's very deep intake for Cold Lake. So uh, that's why the water is, uh, in fact, so fresh. And, and of course, uh, the weather was lousy when they, <laughs> when they did. It was really rough. <laughs> for those that haven't been to Cold Lake, depending on the wind, it can be a nasty spot, right, where they There's were. There's a uh, growing conversation, but uh, back to the COVID is the, uh, the masks, you know, some communities are... The province has taken the approach of uh, the municipalities decide um, if they need it or not as part of their uh, their community based on what is happening. Um, and I know that, you know, we've got Calgary and Edmonton that has implemented some things. I see Lethbridge has started to move forward, but haven't gone, um, you know, I think they're restricted just to facilities, not necessarily all public facilities, just their own, And but they're looking at, they're reviewing the uh, all facilities, public places. Um, so you have a whole bunch of different municipalities doing some different things. Red Deer's looking at it. I think they're, you know, there's uh, Airdrie, you know, I was looking at the list and there's some different people are different municipalities are using different right now, city of Cold Lake. We have no um, orders or any bylaws that have been passed that, uh, that are forcing any usage of masks. Um, it's kind of up to people's individuals of what they think is safe and not safe for their own uh, purposes at this point and, uh, and whether they can maintain social distancing or not, right? Like a business, for example, a big box store could, could implement their own procedures yeah. for, for shoppers. I mean, that's the right. Yeah. Like the municipality can't interfere with that, right? Well, you, the municipalities can implement bylaws to force, and that's what other municipalities are doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or I shouldn't—I don't want to be general on it. There's only a few municipalities that have taken the lead. Calgary and Edmonton, you can see, and you can see some of them, maybe the larger mid-sized cities. Um, most of the small, smaller mid-size and uh, and towns have not implemented such measures at this yeah. time, right? But, but, but you can. A, yeah, yeah. We have a major store that may implement their own practices across North America. Right? I think there could, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And Depending I guess they on will, they, that's up to them yeah. and they won't let anybody in unless they're going to wear a mask. That's right. That's right. And they can implement those types of uh, procedures. Yeah. yeah. But, and by yeah. and large, you can see people in Coal Lake are wearing masks more and more when you get out and go to Sobeys or, you know, the different places for food, uh, no frills. And you see, uh, you see people wearing more masks doing that. But uh, overall, you know, I, I think we've, council and yourself have kind of left it up to the residents to uh, yep. decide how they want to practice uh, safe practicing. And, and we have, you know, our, we're not in the business, I don't think, of, of forcing something on, on the residents. We'll wait for the chief medical officer to, we've been following her advice and uh, through the whole process. Yeah, the, uh, and then uh, through the COVID, uh, you know, there's been lots of uh, positive news. I think uh, we just recently had uh, Mr. Uh, the Premier, his uh, Honourable Jason Kenny come to Cold Lake. So Yeah, it was great. You know, Premier's on a, on a road trip throughout Alberta. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's been a long time since, uh, you know, I've been on council for a long time. I, I can't recall the, the ability to have an hour of the premier's time, and so we had all of council, and we had the mayor of Bonneville and the Reeve uh, from the MD of Bonneville invited. We had the MLA David Hansen, and uh, to have an hour of the premier's time uh, was pretty exceptional, and uh, gave an opportunity for City Coal Lake to go over some important uh, topics. Uh, Three forty nine, of course, is front and center, and yep. you know that one we've talked about before, but. You know, 349 is uh, a unique piece of property that uh, the wing commander controls the access on that property for all of the oil development. 349 being the Cold Lake Air Weapons Range. Exactly. 
the uh, conversations around the dispute of the municipal taxes, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And so, you know, oil companies, uh, no matter where you uh, are in Alberta, uh, pay either linear taxes or m and taxes to the respective counties. In this case, uh, there's a chunk of land that uh, several of the oil companies and pipeline companies uh, work on, the ID-349 or the air weapons range, as it's really referred to. Um, the companies are paying taxes, and it's right now controlled by the province. They're paying to the pr- provincial government, and the province dishes it out mostly to, to the city Coal Lake back in the day. Um of course, this agreement has now changed, and uh, we're waiting word from the Minister of Municipal Affairs. Uh, we've submitted a, um, uh, a signed-off document, uh, and we're just waiting word. And, and you know, it's important that hopefully the minister can come up with a, a final decision here because, you know, that money is sort of frozen, and it's not, uh, you know, it's not getting shovel-ready projects. And I think in today's economy, uh, we want as much money getting thrown into the into the economy as we can. And uh, so, of course, we've used the, this the industrial taxes. It's industry paying taxes. It's not, there's no residents. It's all industrial taxes. And you know what? Industry back in the day, back, uh, you know, during the gold rush days and all that, the mining, you know, mining companies built com- uh, communities like Flin Flong and all these communities out there. They, they, you know, they built the hockey rinks. They built these communities. In Alberta, what's happened is the industrial taxes uh, have helped communities uh, thrive, and uh, and 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 I think that's the right way to go. Is is industries taxes uh, are going into communities that uh, where their workers live, and uh, so we're ourselves, the city Colake, we put a lot of money towards recreation, something that the oil companies have told us they want to have these communities for their workers to live in, and certainly we've done a lot of community projects, but we've also done a lot of infrastructure work. And so on, on our roads and water and sewer. Like you said, the money's kind of held up right now, um, which is important for the economy being in the COVID yeah. uh, situation. The city of Cold Lake has a lot of shovel-ready projects ready to go. Um, and it kind of it slows things down when you don't know what the capital or the cash flow looks like. And cap- so your capital reinvestment strategy starts to kind of go a wonk a little bit. And, uh, you know, that, that conversation with the premiers is that uh, um, we're at a, actually, positive places because when you look at a uh, you know reinvestment strategies um, it comes along with community growth right now because there's a very strong outlook for cold lake you know you have uh, um, the base uh, looking at expansion now um, you know with the new platform um, whatever that is the new um, jet the new jet uh, coming in you know projected date of 2025 I think it is yeah. right now so the procurement is now but then also the ramp up to get ready for the the arrival um, of those jets there's a massive infrastructure uh, undertaking that is looking for for Wayne Cold Lake so that's very positive and then a major uptake in uh, in uh, in the amount of personnel that you're going to see uh, in the next five to ten years that comes with that yeah, I think Coal Lake is in a sweet spot up in northeast Alberta. I think we will we'll be the one of the fastest growing communities uh, in this area for sure. When you look at the the growth potential on the wing, and we know it's coming, half a billion dollars is going to be spent on the wing over the next five to ten years, and you're going to see some major uh, improvements. Uh, we're modernizing the air weapons range itself, where where the pilots practice is all going to be all that all that technology up there is going to be advanced to today's latest and greatest. And so there's going to be a big spend on the military side. And then, of course, we hope we have our new fighter jet by 225. And then there's talk of an unmanned drone type of squadron coming here. 
And uh, so certainly all the hangers that are out on the wing are going to start to be taken down. And then, of course, the new hangers for the new jets and uh, and a big, huge office building. And so you're really going to start to see some uh, construction going on here in the wing in the, in the coming months. Uh, certainly, I think, you know, 2021 and into 22, I think, has a lot upside in Coal Lake. Because I really, truly believe that uh, filling the pipe, uh, as we've referred to it with Premier Kenny, I really think that uh, once Trans Mountain is uh, complete, prior to its completion, uh, you're going to start to see a ramp up of oil companies in Alberta, especially up in this area, start to get ready to fill the pipe. And I, you know, I think we're on the verge of a another boom here. You know, may not not uh, be as big as last time in the oil patch. But certainly, it sure feels like it could bubble up. And I you know, wouldn't be surprised 2022 when you've got the construction going on in the wing and you've got the, the oil producers starting to really ramp up on their, you know, putting uh, drilling rigs to work and starting to do the completions and filling up their their uh, units that uh, process the oil uh, on site here. I think you're going to start to see uh, things really get to rosy, and that's kind of what the message we gave to the premier is that we we feel that our community is going to be on the big upside. Yeah, the uh, TC Energy looking at the Saddle Lake Loop, uh, um, natural gas. Yeah, and uh, that tender looks like it's going to be closing imminently, um, and the contractors are going to start mobilizing this fall. So yeah. uh, that's have a, significant, right? Yeah, 400 uh, employees or workers will be working uh, in the uh, area just south of Coal Lake. And of course, Coal Lake will probably be, be the home for a lot of the lodgings of uh, the workers. Um, and so, you know, that's going to be about a six to eight month uh, project, putting in a, a, new, a bigger, huge gas line. And that's going to help a natural gas. And that's going to help service uh, this area uh, that much better. And into, I believe it goes into Saskatchewan, but I might be wrong on that. But, but uh, you, you know, know we're, does, yeah. we're pretty excited about that. And so I think, you know, I... I think, you know, when you look at the real estate market in Coal Lake, we're still sitting in a good spot with a lot of um, affordable uh, rental units. And there's still supply out there right now. And certainly it seems to be that, uh, you know, there's a good inventory of houses for sale. Unfortunately, for those that may have bought during the the, the rise there between 2012 and 14, 15, 16 uh, you're not prices have come down very hard, right? So you're you're at least a hundred thousand dollars, I would say underwater in you know during that period uh, to what you can sell the house right now but you know one of the problems we, we talked to this uh, to the premier is that uh, your your vacant residential lots in Cold Lake are being sold some of them at, at really uh, low prices and, um, and nobody is going to push any dirt in, in in our in our community and, and put in new uh, roads, service water, lots, sewers, service yeah. lots until the average price of a vacant lot can start to rise back up into that better number like it was in the old days. And so it's going to be fascinating to see if uh, Coal Lake possibly could be in a bit of a a, a housing uh, difficulty come 2023-4 if we don't have any big spend on uh well, I think where you're talking about is is where the big swing occurs, right? So you, when you have the supply right now and no demand, the prices are just been hammered, right? And now, you know, eventually, right now during the lows, there is development permits being taken out. Not many, mind you, right? We're at our, you know, lows since, you know, <laughs> the 2000, early 2000s, right? So, but when you start to still chew up the inventory of service lots, once that starts to go down and and the inventory starts to shrink and then you have an uptake of needed service lots because you're going to have growth 
relating to all of these uh, projects that are starting to come online. Um, how do we get the investors to be ahead of that wave a little bit, understanding that everybody's going to be, there's going to be some, you know, very shyness for an investment, right? Because there's a lot of people that have been very well hurt by the economy of what has happened. So, um, you know, somehow the municipality looking where we're, that we're looking at is a, is how do we bridge that? And how do we help the development community for when that occurs to, 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 to bring us back into the fold? And that was the conversation yeah. with uh, Mr. Kenny, right? Yeah. And a couple of other items we you know, briefly talked to the premier about is aerospace. Of course, with uh, all of this going on on the wing, you know, we feel that uh, diversifying the economy, I mean, aerospace, you know, what better the area can you, with all of the talent out at four wing, uh, maybe there's an opportunity there to explore uh, the aerospace industry in, in Coal Lake. And so we talked about that. And then we, uh, we got into the topic of, uh, uh, of doctors and uh, talked about in our community, you know, probably at least three uh, doctors are leaving, putting us in a precarious spot right now where potentially um, the, the remaining doctors are faced with a, a hard decision. Uh, do they shut down the emergency room uh, for periods of time in a day so that, uh, you know, they just don't have enough docs to do everything, right? And so that's a bit of a crisis. We we, we sort of lobbied to him to, to see what he can do to... to uh, because it doesn't I, matter if it was in regards to the latest uh, conversation they're having with, with uh, the Minister of Health right now on pay. But, you know, we've been shorthanded for docs for a long time. It doesn't matter yeah. which government. It's, since, it's, you, since I came to Cold Lake, uh, yeah. since you've been on council, yeah, um, exactly. it's always been, um, uh, there's, a, there's a kind of a big history in this issue. Yeah. And anytime that you've uh, brought in new doctors, you lose a doctor, right? So it's kind of in and out. And, uh, and now you're actually sitting net negative now. I think that's where the issue is, is that you've got kind of heading the other way. Um, the, uh, the doctors is, uh, this issue regarding the uh, the rural remote program right of also how how the doctors are compensated I think there's a lot of conversations right now in the public uh, with regard to the uh, the government on, on on the pay but more specifically the issue that uh, that that is being raised by you know the cold lake and, and and to the premier is 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 how they are paid in terms of disparity between one region to the next and I think we've got to go into that a little bit right yeah we looked at this table it's called rural remote northern program rrnp it's a community rate table which what's really fascinating about it the word northern but when you look at the document there's lots of every community in alberta is on the document if you find it on your and, website just go and, search it you know you got all southern alberta communities on there but you know this 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 percentages it doesn't matter where you live you just it's a head scratcher uh, for us, it's really significant for our doctors because, you know, here we are being trying to recruit doctors to come to our community for years and years and years. And uh, so Coal Lake docs only get 9%. What's really comical about the table, and it just speaks to the lack of somebody looking at it and, and really saying, you know what, we need to, to clean this up. There, a doctor in Grand Centre can get 11.04%. Well, Grand Centre is no longer... Um, the, our community, we're all become together. The three communities came together, Medley, Grand Center, Coley came together. But yet on this this table, they still list Grand Center and they still list Medley. Yeah, the, and this is the, the percentage that you're quoting is their, their, their markup for services to include their overhead of what they get, right? As, 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 the, uh, as the physician um, seeing, right? Yeah, and, and, and you know, it, 
Coal Lake's not alone at, at a low number. I mean, in the area, you got Glendon at 9.4, Bonneville 9.4, Elk Point 7.76, Fort Kent, big, big municipality of Fort Kent. If there was a doctor in Fort Kent, they would get 10.76. Cherry Grove would get 11.04. So these are small little communities inside the MD of Bonneville. So the whole thing doesn't make any sense. But you've got um, areas that are close to big centers. I think you, did you have a couple of? Well, uh, I think the, I, I thought talking about in thoughts, our area, yeah. Lac Labiche docks get 21.4%. <laughs> and so, you know, it's a head scratcher um, how they came about it. But in other areas, like Edson is 13.5%, Peace River 20.9%, Fort Mac 19.98%, Grand Prairie 16.36%. Rocky Mountain House, 15.12%. So, so you no know, wonder the physicians would rather work in those communities. Yeah, and, and everybody's competing for Big docs. Big center. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's unfortunate. And and I always remember the story um, they told me at the hospital was that on some of the locum doctors coming in from other communities, um, they're just shocked about the volume of patients that come through Colake Emerge. And yet the doctors can go work at a quieter community with a better percent markup than this 9% and see 50% less patients and they get the same amount mm-hmm. of pay. And mm-hmm. so they, you know, we, we sort of have mentioned this to our MLA. I know he's working, David Hansen's working on this, this issue with the minister, but there's these little anomalies that uh, sort of stand out and say, you know, Let's sort of uh, streamline this so that this this compensation uh, makes sense. Yeah, and that's what we're asking for: is whether it's Cold Lake is is brought up to the more able to compete with Fort McMurray and Lac La uh, Something has to give, and so it's certainly not a, an even playing field. So we 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 brought that up to the uh, to the premier the other day, and the other one we we brought up is our most famous file, is our Pilt file. Which is payment this, in lieu of taxes. Yeah, payment in lieu of taxes. Long-going struggle uh, for the federal government to, to pay what is their fair share of the uh, property tax in Cold Lake. And uh, and that's for four-wing Cold Lake. You know right? what? Our, counsel, our council's stuck with it. And, um, you know, it's it's the principle. And uh, we're hoping that uh, the liberal government, um, and it this has been a problem even under the other governments, but we, we're hoping that the liberal government finds it in their, in their good heart to... Uh, to think about paying their fair well, share of property tax. It's a long-standing litigation from the city, for the city of Cold Lake against the government of Canada, right? It's been it's dating back to 2012 um, and trying to negotiate with the federal government has been very um, challenging, to say the least. And uh, so we, we're going through litigation and, you know, on, on a value of outstanding, including, mind you, of taxes and penalties of around that $22, 23000000 million of outstanding. And that's, you know, that's significant for the city of Cold Lake of a population of 15,000 people. Like yeah. we're talking, like like your budget for your total collection of budget for for property taxes in the $20 million, yeah, right? 20, just for, around for one year, million, right? Yeah. Like we're talking, that's, that's a significant outstanding bill. Yeah. It, you know, it, it would be like a, a person. Every every person has the deduction on their their uh, paycheck, uh, paying federal tax. Can you imagine if uh, we had the ability as, as say to the federal government, well, it says here I got to pay thousand dollars in taxes to the federal government. Well, well maybe I'm only going to pay you six hundred. Yeah. And so, you know, it's unfortunate because uh, municipalities are are, tr- are are across Canada are faced with this problem. Um, you know, it's hard to do any proper budgeting if uh, somebody's not going to pay their fair share of taxes. And and for somebody like the the federal government not to want to pay 
uh, their fair share of taxes. It, it's, I don't know. It's just it's a it's been always been a head scratcher on council when we when as elected official, uh, get schooled on this whole pilt thing. Um, but it's it's unbelievable that um, it almost feels like the federal government has a budget line that they're trying to fit um, all of their government buildings that they got to fit property tax into a government line that's been there since about 2008. And uh, they're trying to squeeze everybody. Meanwhile, everybody across Canada probably has seen their property taxes all rising because, of course, guess what? Their assessments have been going up. And, uh, you know, to think that the uh, the base is worth such a little amount of money that they feel it's worth We've always joked that we'll buy we'll buy the base off you as a municipality, and, and you know it, I think people got to, the federal government bureaucrats got to just stop it and, uh, and 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 go to their elected um, MPs and the minister and explain to them you know what we owe not only Cold Lake but we owe municipalities across Canada X amount of millions of dollars in taxes so that we are contributing properly. To the, to the operations of municipalities across Canada and, and, and form the leadership, find the leadership to do the right thing and to pay. Well, I think this has been, um, you know, aggravated um, with the city of Cold Lake just because it's such a such a number for such a small community. But when you're looking at uh, the government of Canada right now has been spending tons of money um, in regard to the COVID-19 crisis, right? And you have municipalities that are that are struggling. Um, and uh, the federal government maintaining a major outstanding bill for such a small community, but has been it's it's kind of pennies to what they've been giving out across Canada. You know, it's kind of been that, you know, you know, that aggravation of going, well, look at this funding that is being spent, but we still have, you know, communities that are trying to, uh, you know, to, to, to restart its economy. We're still not going to give that funding. Right. And, uh, I think, uh, this adds to the, uh, the frustrations for Cold Lake and adds to Cold Lake's argument of, you know, we're trying to get this economy started. There's some big opportunities up here, um, in this area. And, uh, you know, we just have to get some of this funding, uh, um, to the ground and, and, and start to be invested in the community. Absolutely. On that note, uh, the government of uh, Alberta did announce uh, stimulus uh, funding. Oh, um, is that great news? Yeah, yeah. It's coming to council. Um, the uh, $1.77 million and change, the uh, stimulus funding, you know, administration, you know, will be advising council or advice to them right now is to let's get uh, uh, shovel-ready projects that are ready and let's get it out. Uh, you know, mostly that's going to be paving and, and underground work, um, which is uh, will be exciting for the community that you're going to see some more, uh, some more construction work happening. Good. No, you, we'll leave it in your guys' hands. I mean, we'll probably joke around with you guys a bit about some of the streets you pick, but but uh, it's good to uh, resurface and uh, quicken projects. And of course, everybody loves driving on a nice, freshly resurfaced road. And, yeah, uh, I think uh, Cold Lake has done a big balancing act on and good balancing of uh, amount of infrastructure that has gone on the ground, both recreation infrastructure, underground infrastructure, and road infrastructure. It's all out there. You have a major uh, wastewater treatment plant that needs to be built. And on that note, uh, uh, Minister uh, Rick uh, McIver uh, made an announcement uh, with considerable amount of funding for the uh, City of Cold Lake and the Cold Lake Regional Utility Service Commission. Yeah, $5.8 million. And so we appreciate uh, the Minister McIver. Uh, he's a good good friend of ours. He's Rick's a great, uh, great politician. Been around forever. Yeah, uh, chairs a meeting at the. I remember when he was a, a, a city, a Calgary uh, 
what's it called back then? Alderman, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the best uh, at the uh, the resolution section. He was always the the referee or whatever. So you know, he's great. Uh, good to see that uh, you know, looking at uh, the way they did the funding, they they tried to sort of balance everybody's needs across the province. I mean, everybody's in a is in a pickle for projects, and uh, so we really appreciate. Uh, uh, the minister giving some money this way. The project for Cold Lake for the new wastewater treatment plant, uh, you know, the, the uh, Regional Utility Service Commission just got a uh, presentation on the the new, uh, you know, it's a technical term, uh, moving bed bioreactor, yeah, bio, BBR. Uh, bio bed. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, bunch of honeycomb type looks uh, that are treat the uh, wastewater that comes out of everybody's homes. Um, the project is in around $20 million, better than the $80 million that was previously uh, um, on a, uh, you know, a different type of treatment process, which was more um, traditional. Um, this is new technology for and, and, and coming to northern type of uh, climates. Um, it's really exciting for the community that will, you know, the FCM, Federation of Canadian Municipalities, were on board and helped fund a pilot plant project. The Cold Lake RUSC just got their presentation on the results of that pilot plant project, which was very, very positive. Um, so they're going to start moving towards a uh, procurement for engineering right now. And uh, again, you know, that $20 million project is uh, it's substantial. And uh, the government of Alberta has uh, come on board with a substantial amount of funding. But we're, we do have to secure the rest of the funding, whether it's going to be some debt and some other uh, Ooh, sources. Debt. Yeah, debt, well, debt it might for, be some debt. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. You can do yeah. that for water water and sewer projects. Yes, you can oh. do that for water and sewer projects. The Regional Utility Service Commission will likely probably uh, hold that money and, and and apply it to the city of Cold Lake when on, on its rates in order to recover its costs and, and service that debt. But uh, um, it'll be a combination of that and other grant programs that are available as the project that, starts to so come fruition. So right? works into the service charge that you would end up Charge the municipalities, yeah. the ratepayers, or That's right. the people, the, the users. Well, the uh, users would be one of them, being the city of Cold Lake. Uh, the city of Cold Lake would be charged that uh, user fee per cubic meter per gallon that is uh, treated at the wastewater. Our, our so, rates uh, generally, water and sewer, are, are very reasonable. When oh, they're amongst the one of the some of the lowest elsewhere yeah. in Canada. Yeah, I mean, I think we take it for granted out here how inexpensive our water and sewer are compared to some other places across Canada. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be very exciting. It's just like the water treatment plant that is being going up. You're going to see a facility like that for the wastewater treatment side. Um, and, uh, you know, it's going to be probably about a year before uh, um, you see the uh, ground um, actually disturbance and, and getting things in the in the ground. But uh, it's very exciting for the community that uh, that uh, that you'll see. And then uh, one of the projects are, are we're going to open up the North Arena. We, uh, we, 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 uh, we're going to yep. operate it for another year, and, but you also are looking at assessing the arena for, is the roof any good? Is the undergrounds of the piping to make your ice uh, still satisfactory? That'll eventually be coming to council for a uh, for look. But uh, so the North Arena, for those that are the big hockey fans out there, the North Arena is, is going to live another year. And so yeah. that's going to help uh, deal with the, uh, the growing, uh, well, we'll see what happens this year with COVID, but the growing trend recently of uh, the big uptick in uh, minor hockey. Yeah, the uh, I know a lot of your, the residents will ask a question, well, there's currently Alberta Health Services is in there and it's kind of an alternate healthcare uh, site that we have. 
Um, the COVID-19 task force uh, kind of stood that facility up during the uh, spring while, you know, it started to warm up in the, the height of the, the, the fear that was starting to come in for the COVID-19 to prepare. As right now, it is just the testing centre uh, and we are... Uh, um, looking at a new home for, for, for those folks as well that are working out of there. So that way in the winter, they don't have to be outside or something like that. We are looking at a few other th- municipal facilities to house them in and note if, you know, if things start to turn, we have lots of options available and, uh, we only shown that the, from the city staff side that they can convert a facility very fast and get it, things stood up, whatever the case may be, um, depending on any emergent situation that the city could, they could be faced. Great. Um, let's really talk about one of the most exciting things that happened in, uh, in Cold Lake recently. And so we had a nice young gentleman that, uh, released back in the lake, quite a large walleye. Minor hockey kid. A minor hockey kid. So he's, uh, practicing, uh, they're out there practicing social distancing out there, casting a few lures. You know, Cold Lake is a, is a unique water body. There's, it's such a deep water body that it's home, of course, to, uh, uh, the lake trout population, but but there's areas of the lake where, uh, you know, there's shallow water, and um, and so we've got areas like Long Bay and and Long and other bays, French Bay, and the Martineau River in front of Medley R- River, areas where pike and walleye hang out, and so uh, this young man uh, caught a quite a large fish, uh, just a, about a pound short of the Alberta record. Yeah, and he, it was and he Alberta released, record's uh, like fifteen and a. I think is what it is. I think that's what the record is. Yeah, his name was Jeremy. Um, and, uh, you know, we I got this picture sent to me uh, through Connections, and uh, I said, wow, this that's massive. And everybody, was, of course, was trying to guess the age. But, uh, you know, I said, can we uh, can we use this picture for, our, for city, uh, you know, promotions? And, of course, they agreed. To, and uh, so we're really happy. I think the, bi- the, the biggest uh, news on it is the, the young man let the fish go. <laughs> and took some uh, pictures with it. I mean, it's uh, and you can look at it. And it's an older fish. You can see by the tail that uh, it's it's been in, you know had a few battles. Um, the walleye, uh, I, I think it was a female fish, but uh, you know it it it, it does lo- uh, work uh, when they're spawning. It does uh, use its tail for the, the uh, for a lot of uh, activities, uh, but just looked like an older fish. And you know, good for him uh, for releasing. He could have uh, ate the fish, but he let it go for somebody Mr. else. Mr. Mary, you release all your fish too. I'm yeah. a yeah. catch and release. It yeah. doesn't go over well in my house, but uh, <laughs> um, you know, it, it's being great. a fish culture guy, yeah, right? Yeah. It's uh, great yeah. to see the uh, young man release the fish, and uh, for somebody else uh, to uh, to catch it and maybe break the Alberta record. So that fish is swimming out there. And what you know, during COVID, what I've noticed is the amount of people out on the water this year has been unbelievable. And uh, kudos to the staff uh, at the uh, marina that are that are trying their best because of all of these rules under COVID. It's um, been busy down there. It has been smoking busy. And uh, just to ask everybody to have patience when they're launching or taking their boat in. Uh, there's times there when it was hot. And, you know, we were stacked up like 10 boats waiting to get pulled out. And, you know, putting in boat launches on Cold Lake is is a process if we were to put in a new a new boat launch uh, or two uh there's a lot of hoops to uh, go through you know Coal lake has got a a challenge because of the uh that we don't have a lot of areas where you can hide from the wind and so the boat launch over the provincial park or in french bay and over at english bay 
besides the marina, we only really have four sites all in total on Coal Lake that you can launch a boat. Each one comes with its own challenges and difficulties. And so the marina does become a popular spot, even though we charge. Um, it does become popular on windy days. Um, people are utilizing it. It's a real nice site. But, but Kevin, we talked about this today. What are the kind of steps if, uh, if the city was to, or the MD, were to put a, a, a new uh, boat launch on on the lake what kind of uh, process would we all have well, to do it's fascinating right because that's with how busy it was this year um that you know it definitely came on our radar of how do we uh, enhance uh trying to get boats in and out of that water and whether it's going to be inside that marina area or outside that area but uh, in terms of the environmental reviews are pretty substantial. You have to do a fish habitat assessment and, uh, and, and uh, an impact assessment to the aquatic life. So there is a review that that, uh, that, that has to happen. That normally includes, you know, taking samples and uh, in, in that you have to have fish biologists come in and, and, uh, and do that work. And then beyond that, uh, once you've done uh, mitigation and, uh, and impact assessments, the, uh, the submission for approvals probably takes about six to eight months is what we figured uh, based on, um, on other outfall approvals that we're faced with uh, on, uh, on Cold Lake. So, uh, and this is mostly federal uh, government uh, red tape that we have to go through. So um, it's pretty substantial. Yeah, you know, council has looked uh, with administration's help at different sites that we, on property that we have uh, ability to develop. But uh, it's certainly a big discussion. I mean, days when the wind's howling at 50 kilometers an hour or higher, you don't see a lot of boats uh, launching. But boy, when it was uh, oh, yeah. 25 to 30 degrees Celsius there during that stretch uh, and no wind, uh, Cold Lake was at its finest. You know, I think uh, it plays to the uh, conversation surrounding the future expansion to the marina um, the uh, and how do we... Uh, Put a, a financial investment strategy towards that, and then also the lakeshore development, right? And uh, how do we accommodate any future um, um, boat launches uh, to expand that opportunity to get people in and out of that water quicker, mm-hmm. faster, and, and more quantity, more right? Is uh, is something that we we're going to look at? But uh, you know, I think online, I encourage anybody that's uh, listening to the uh, podcast is look at the. Uh, Lakeshore redevelopment plans that we're looking at because there's some real neat stuff that the uh, city of Cold Lake is looking at, and that is going to definitely drive tourism. You know, just like the beach, um, the beach, uh, you know, prior to all those improvements, it wasn't really that attractive. There wasn't a lot of people down there, but now you're seeing it. it's a community hotspot. Look at the amount of people that are down there, and very positive for the community. And 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 uh, you know, it's attracting surrounding area, both locally and and well beyond Cold Lake. So before we close off, let's talk about these uh, open houses type of format we're going to have here in that month of August. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. I think we have a a, a golf uh, open house that has been scheduled. What was the date on that one? But there? near the end of August, that near we'll the end of August, yeah. And uh, you know that one's to sort of discuss about the operations uh, out at the golf course and curling club. And uh, so we're going to host uh, an event. So how are we working around that with Mr. COVID? Like how, what's going to be the well, procedure? Yeah, people have to, any of the open houses for the city, um, there's going to be two of them. One is the golfing and one is the uh, kind of encroachments open house that we're looking at. Um, that has been, I think they're scheduled and there are, some of them already have been advertised. Um, you'll notice uh, on the advertising and the media releases is that we need to do RSVP just so that way we can manage the amount of people that are coming and not have a massive crowd all together and, 
and and have a chain reaction of something there and 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 so we're going to try to if we need to schedule more open houses we will um just because if like let's say if we only have about 50 people available in that room um and we have like 200 people that want to come to the open house we'll we'll schedule more of the events so that way we can get people through and get out there in the community so um if uh, staff say that that's full don't worry about it leave your name with the staff and 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 we'll figure things out yeah the city operates uh uh, on behalf of the wing commander back in the day and the present wing commander, we operate the, the golf course and curling club, mm-hmm. and it, even though it's on four-wing property. And uh, so we want to talk to the, the users and, and sort of have a discussion about the operations. And uh, and also the encroachment is, of course, uh, encro- the MR, the ER, uh, zonings uh, throughout the city of just not along the lake. That's been discussions uh, for a while now, but uh, this, this is looking at the big picture, the entire city of Lake. So we're advertising these these open houses, and it's a lot different format now under COVID. But I encourage anybody that wants to uh, come out to contact the city, look for the advertisements, and uh, come on out and uh, and and yeah, hear what in we have the to say. Uh, for the golfing, uh, the open house that is scheduled, uh, we're going to host it inside that curling area. Lots of room in there, give it lots of space and. And we'll have a presentation in there. And then, uh, of course, the encroachments, we'll have them in the field house. We'll give people lots of space. And, you know, I, I think we can accommodate uh, a number of people. It just, we're asking for RSVP just so that way we don't have a ton of people for and respect, trying to respect social distancing as best we can and uh, and, and, and trying to get to the people and, 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 and listen to people. All right, Kevin, well, we, we should close it off. But I think on the on the highlight is that your Flames won. So their their Flames are into the next round the of next the next rounds, yeah. And, of course, yeah. uh, my Oilers and my Leafs uh, and my Rangers, all three all teams that I out. picked in the hockey draft, have uh, are now golfing and, uh, and enjoying the summer. And it's uh, I think it speaks to the what fact that... What was that, that on social media? Something about nacho year or nacho, new nacho uh, Doritos uh, pick? Uh, uh, I don't know, something weird. It was, a, it, was a, it was a poor performance <laughs> by my hockey picks. Uh, I had Rangers as the big sleeper, and uh, and it's looking like the Philadelphia Flyers are the big sleepers. But anyways, uh, you know, what it's gonna, it shows is that I'm going to have a lot of time on my hands coming forward here, uh, and I'm, I'm going to try to go out and beat... Jeremy's record for the largest walleye on the lake. So I encourage other people to put the hockey game away and get out and try to. I think get we still have another month uh, for the uh, lake trout season. Yeah, lake trout season closes uh, September fifteenth. There certainly it's been interesting to see the amount of boaters uh, out on Coal Lake uh, lake trout fishing from uh, all over Alberta and Saskatchewan coming to Coal Lake. Coal Lake has yeah. been coming uh, renowned uh, for lake trout fishing, um, and so. Uh, you know, it's 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 great to see. And you know, there's uh, so many things to talk about. You know, uh, you're saying a renowned all over Alberta coming here, the, the uh, mountain bike trails. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, lots of uh, conversations on social media. You got people from Edmonton, Lloyd Minister, coming to Cold Lake for the uh, use of the mountain bike trails that uh, and still being constructed as you as we speak uh, is still ongoing, right? Yeah, we hired yeah. The, uh, the group hired Jay Hoots. I mean, council and and the MD of Bonnie will put up uh, some money, uh, and you know. Um, I think that that speaks to our commitment to even with the MD of Bonneville, you look at the Kinnisu Ski Hill, uh, the MD uh, Park in town. I mean, this area uh, is all about recreation. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, there's, there's some. It's a great place to live and it's a great place to come to visit. And, uh, and you know, I, I think that uh, the bike park just adds uh, a missing link that we 
certainly there's there was a lot of users that was blown away by the the very first meeting that we had. Remember, they had well over a yep. hundred people in the room, uh, and all the all the users and uh, the big volunteer group uh, that's been helping Jay uh, and his team. And so, uh, from what I understand, that trail is quite challenging. The challenging ones, yeah. That's what the feedback I received too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's, he's supposed to be. It's building. almost like a black diamond, you know. If you're going skiing, there's the green, the blue, and black. Yeah, they're yeah, saying it's, to that it's, beautiful, it's, it's, beautiful some... property back in the day. Whoever came came about it with the four forty acre uh, pieces of land there. You've got the museum. Uh, you've got the bike park, motocross, and the track. motocross. And the motocross was in a, one of the most challenging motocross tracks in all of Western Canada. So, um, you know, it, it's it's amazing what a little bit of terrain does for. Uh, for the bike park and the motorcycles and so if you're into that pro uh, you know into that extreme uh, sport uh, and you know we seem to with Coal Lake being such a young demographics uh the kids just eat this stuff up mm-hmm. uh, with the skateboard park uh, with the long boards yeah. uh, and we, uh, the there's biking. been no grand opening on the mountain bike park uh although it's it's soft opening there's already users on it and uh because it's 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 going to take a while still even probably rest of this season if not into into 2021 to um to find uh, to, to 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 grow it to be what the vision overall vision was so yep. excellent well kevin then on that note we'll end it uh we'll get out and exercise some more and uh, we're going to get ready for the hockey season. That's exciting. Uh, I, I know I've had some people ask me about uh, if the old timers, the old timers are great hockey in Cold Lake. And so I think we they, they skate four days a week, for goodness sake. And so some of those those guys are on the ice. Uh, guys I and think girls there's ice, ice time. Every, so let's, every time. Uh, let's get them out there. Let's fill up the ice time. Absolutely. And they'll practice their social distancing at, at that age. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. See you, everybody. I think I'm going to be out of retirement. I'm going to play hockey. Is that good?